Hello and welcome to Plattress. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're discussing A Perfect Match by Sabrina Jeffries. So this was published in 2019 as part of Seduction on a Snowy Night. So this is one of the ones we're doing as our new release for the month of December. And this is 1.5 in the Duke Dynasty series. So you may remember that we reviewed the first book in the series back in um, August or September. And we did complain about the premise of the Duke Dynasty series at that time, but I yes. think it is worth just reveling in it for one more minute. It is. And I have to say, I was quite disappointed that I could not figure out a reality TV match for the title of this novella. Yeah. Couldn't think of it. I, I mean, I don't know what I would have picked, like, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> or, I don't know, Survivor. I don't know. I truly don't know. But she could have. She could have done one. She could have done one. The real world. Road I'm rules. Like, I know. I know there are so many that I just don't watch, like blind date type ones yeah. where you're stuck together, or like set up by friends, or even those MTV ones where you like expected each other's bedroom. There's got to be one with this sort of yeah. premise of like yeah. trapped. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Road Rules, I think, might have worked because... The Road Rules wasn't explicitly a dating thing. I mean, no, it wasn't, but neither was the first one in the series, which I... Real World. No, I mean, the first one in the Duke Dynasty oh, series, which true, 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 sadly true. I cannot remember the name of, which probably tells you how much we loved that book. <sighs> anyway. It also tells you how much, like, prep work we do for these episodes, like, researching what we've covered before. <laughs> Whoops. All right. So do you want to do the, the summary? Let's do it. Whisked away from a wintry ball by the officer she knew only through letters, Cassandra Isles struggles with her feelings for the commanding Colonel Lord Haywood. For he, secretly a fortune hunter, must marry for money to save his estate, and Cass, secretly an heiress, will accept nothing less than love. Okay. First thing, props. This has more substance than most of these novella descriptions have had. It does. I would like to argue he is not secretly a fortune hunter. No, he's like, he's very open about it, actually. Yeah. And so that's my question. So here's my question. I feel like secretly a fortune hunter is overdoing it. Because if you're a fortune hunter, I feel like like it follows that it's a secret. Because otherwise, you just need to marry for money. Yeah. You're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's not trying to, like, con a rich woman into thinking he has means. exactly. Like, he is explicitly a younger son with land who needs money. Yeah. And he's, like, not shy about it. Yeah. Oh, so remember the family tree? I actually feel really bad for Lord Yes. Because he's got three brothers, and every single one of those brothers is a duke. So the first one was about Greycourt. Yes. And the country squire neighbor. Yes, Beatrice. Beatrice, thank you. And her brother Joshua was a wounded war hero with PTSD. Yeah, and she's a cousin of one of the other dukes in the family. Yes, but this is the one, just to like remind everyone, even though it doesn't really get touched on in this novella, where the mother was married and widowed twice in quick succession after bearing three children. Then married the last husband and had two sons by him. Yes. All three of the men she married were dukes. Yes. So three of these half-brothers are dukes. The oldest, Greycourt, who we've already read the book about, is an only child. Mm-hmm. The second one was twins, but the twin is a girl. Mm-hmm. And the third one is these two brothers. And yep. so this is the brother 
that yes. were, like the lone brother who's the not youngest the of the family. But the plot line that's clearly going to be interwoven throughout the series is that the father of the third set of kids, who's the father who raised all of them, died under mysterious circumstances, and it's implied that it was a murder, but yeah. they don't know. Yeah. What well, happened. in fact, it's implied that all three of the her husbands who were dudes were killed because they were married to her and someone's out to get her. Right. But there was like 20 something yeah. years between, between the second the, murder yeah, and the yeah, third the murder. So, but it's because the family had grown up in Prussia, yes. which does mean spoiler alert. We get a Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. Oh, Tannenbaum. Yes. Yep. We got it. So, you know, this one already, you know, I'm not going to trash it entirely because <laughs> at least I'm getting a Christmas yeah. tree. Well, this episode, our random number was five. So, Lane, take it away. Um, you're going to notice something, Meg. Damn it! We're a perfect match. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I put the title in it. That's Did you amazing. catch that? So Did you good. catch it? <laughs> All right, here's mine. Secrets equals, because the equal sign does not count as a word. We make up our own rules here. Yeah. So, secrets equal no good for relationships. Yeah. All right. So as we already said, in their summary, which was pretty good, he needs to marry a woman with money. She has money, but she doesn't want to be married for her money. So she lives with a cousin Mm -hmm. and aunts and uncles who are so good to her. Like this is not a like family strife book. Right. The cousin is an heiress and it's known and she's like the incomparable of the season. While... Cass has money of her own. She doesn't want that to be known because she was previously courted for her money. Yes. And then overheard him in an indelicate conversation tell his friends that that's why he was courting her. Yes. And she never wants to be courted for her money again. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's it. The, there is another part of the story that I did not love, was not in love with, and that is that, so there are these the two cousins, Cass and Kitty, her cousin is Kitty, were both heiresses. Yes. Kitty is beautiful, but dumb. And it's... I hate it. I hate it, and it would have been one thing. One of the tropes that they get into, and you mentioned it later in your notes, and I read it after I wrote it, which mm-hmm. I thought was funny. There's a very Serino de Bergerac thing going on Oh, here, yeah. Where Cass... So Kitty's brother is in the military with Colonel Lord Haywood. Yes. And they're best friends. And they're besties. And so um, the brother... And Kitty wrote back and forth constantly. Yes. The brother shared all of his letters with Haywood. And Haywood is like, wow, this woman... Is incredible. She's so funny and witty. And she's got money. And Kitty and Cass share everything, too. But unbeknownst to the boys, Kitty can't really write. Yeah. And so Cass wrote all of her letters for her. Yeah. And so in the beginning of the book, they mentioned that Cass struggles, I mean, Kitty struggles with words, and Kitty's dad read and corrected all of Kitty's letters Mm -hmm. and was just really mean about it. Yeah. And so at first you think maybe she's like dyslexic Dyslexic. or like something that it's not actually an impact on her intelligence. Yes. It's just that she can't really write. Yep. And read. No, no, that, that's not but the case. But then as the book goes on, it becomes clear that she's really dumb. And honestly, that makes the whole Cyrano de Bergerac premise even stupider. Yes. Because unless her brother doesn't remember her at all. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a clever bone in her body. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't, she does not understand common idioms. Like, she doesn't get it. If you say she's, cle- you know, he's clever like a fox, she's going to be like, 
Huh? What, yeah. what does a fox have to do with it? Yes. You know, you, you say it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, I don't see any dogs out there. Like, that. that's stupid. So it <laughs> sort of becomes questionable if she's, like, if Cass is assisting her cousin who is otherwise totally normal but just has a learning disability. Right. That's un- misunderstood in the time period. Mm-hmm. Or if Kitty is actually, like, dumb. Yes. And, like, it's not very well handled. And yeah. it gets to the point that you really lean toward she's dumb and how yes. did anyone think she could write? Exactly. Yep. Anyway, so we got the tropes. Um, abducted for your own good. Colonel Lord Haywood abducts the cousins. Yes, to save them from a different guy who's also going to try to abduct them. Who's a fortune hunter, but yes. the real kind. But the nasty kind. You know, Haywood, he, he might need money, but he's not going to marry you. He's not going to abduct you to marry you for your money. He's not going to trick you into marriage. He's not going to trick you into marriage. You're going to marry him knowing full well. And he also, spoiler alert, doesn't have a secret past having sex with virgins and then getting them to maybe kill themselves, maybe starve themselves God, to death. this was so weird. We'll get there. It's so weird. So weird. This is really weird. Um, forced proximity because he does abduct them and then takes them to one of his brother's places one of his ducal brothers places but it's snowing it's snowing so they can't you know leave or anything so uh, you know what i i do not hate this trope me neither like i love it me too so the they're snowed in with a christmas tree what more could you want and a sleigh and a sleigh like this this is very festive it's a very festive story and it is a one horse open sleigh (laughs) it is and no that is not subtly referenced. Okay. The phrase, in a one-horse open sleigh, is in the text. There are so many parts. Okay, we'll get there. I'm going to surprise you. Okay. Because I hated it. I was wondering. I didn't know if you were going to like it or if you are going to hate it. All right, so this is not a, it's not a romance trope. We're just going to talk about it right now. So Sabrina Jeffries threw in all of these Christmas carol lyrics throughout the, the book. So, for example, they're going out. She's like, wow, it's... It's like I'm walking in a winter wonderland, or uh, in a one, we're gonna ride one, in a one horse open sleigh. Yeah. Um, or oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Yeah, like literally, it's not just like slight references. It's it, uh, it it really jarred me and took me out of the text every same. time I read it. I was like, what, what? The first time it happened, I was like, huh. And then the second time, I was like, no, she's making this a thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. If they had taken a horse-drawn sleigh, and it had been describing, like, the hills of his land, and they'd been joking, and, like, on third read-through, I'd realized it was, like, that song fanfic. Yes. I probably would have thought it was clever. Yeah. To actually put the lyrics of the song yeah. in the text was too cutesy for me. Yeah. If he was like, yes, if we just go over the river and through the woods, my grandmother's house is on the other <laughs> side. You know, that might have been okay, but the way it was the way it was done. Like it, you know, he was like, Why don't we go inside and have some chestnuts roasting on an open fire? Like it really was It was so not subtle. Yeah. And it was it, you said it exactly right. It was jarring. Yeah. Um, so that's in there. Okay, back to tropes. Um, we have the meddling mama. So his his mother is so wonderful, even though she married three different dukes and had and is the mother to three different dukes. It's so because this family is so weird. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. We already talked about Cyrano de Bergerac. So that's 
the the greatest trip of them all. Yeah. So I did not hate the fortune hunter part. So if if you've listened to the podcast, you know, fortune hunter is not my favorite trope. But here, because he comes clean about it, I don't feel that it is Fortune Hunter. No, it's a guy who needs money. It's yeah. not the Fortune Hunter trope. Exactly. In my mind. But I will say, the reason he is so it's so important to him to marry for money is rather than being an enlisted man, he wants to restore the house he inherited. Yes. So it's all about restoring the glorious ducal pile. Yeah. 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 And not having to be in the military anymore. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fair. He's been to war and done all this stuff and he's ready to get out of it. Oh, it's totally fair. But it was just hilarious. It is funny. It is when funny. It's because like, his, his father was able to set some property aside for him. But no money at all. But, I mean, I guess the dukedoms are all impoverished. Yeah. But the uh, there's a scene in his abandoned pile. Which yeah. is why I wanted to bring it up here. We'll get there. We will. We'll get there. I mean, we've already talked about this. This is a pretty convoluted plot for a short novella. So he kidnaps, he abducts them to save them from a different abduction. Well, not them. To save Kitty. To save Kitty, yes. From a different abduction. Basically, Kitty's been courted all season by this bag of dicks. Yeah. Who... And there's one of them, specifically Mr. Mallet or oh, Captain Oh, Mr. Mallet is the bag of dick. Yeah. So oh, he's, he's the he's, whole bag. He actually, he's the whole bag. He's the whole bag Excuse of Excuse me. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Mallet, he's going by Captain Mallet. It turns out that, uh, not Thornhill, who's in this one? <laughs> Haywood. Captain Haywood. No, was enlisted. Colonel. Colonel Lord Haywood. Whatever. Colonel Lord Haywood and brother were and brother enlisted with this mallet dude. He was dishonorably discharged. Yep. Has no money. Wronged this woman in every way. Oh Lord, we'll get there. She too. literally wasted away. Ugh. And so like basically he's an all around bad dude. So when Haywood has to go back to London for family reasons, mm-hmm. brother tasks him with Going to find the sister and his cousin and warning them yeah. that Mallet is bad people. Yeah, go go save Kitty from Mallet. Which neither of them were going to go with him anyway. But Haywood does overhear Mallet. Yes. Talking about abducting Kitty. Yes. And that's what spurns him into action of abducting yeah. the two of them. Exactly. So that's like what puts this whole plot in motion. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then towards the end of the book. Well, sorry. On top of all these abductions, yeah. we've also got the he needs money sh- and comes clean about it, but she is an heiress and won't come clean about it. And he showed up in England thinking Kitty was the complete package. Yes. Yes, he and he already knows, he thinks he already knows Kitty through her letters, but he actually already knows Cass. Which is where we get into the whole Cyrano thing. Oh my lord, this is so, this is so much plot for such a short novella. I don't know why this was a novella, to be honest with you. Yeah. It, it, yeah. They, I don't know. Sabrina Jeffries is like a really popular author. She could have written a whole novel about Lord Haywood. People would have bought it. Well, and it's especially, it's weird because it's clear the other four siblings are all going to get yeah. full books, including the sister. It's not like just mm-hmm. the Dukes are. Yeah. The next one is about the, the sister. And there's enough substance here. This, this could have been a, a novel. Yeah. For sure. This was definitely... I mean, all all you need to make this a novel is for him to be full-on fortune hunter. But even if you didn't want to go that route... Yeah. You still like, would have. You could have gotten them together early in the book mm-hmm. without adding much conflict to them, and then out of the second half of the book be them working out the Kitty Mallet 
solicitor it's love true. triangle. Very true. Oh yeah, because that's the very the very end. Kitty actually does elope with a different guy. But so like, there's so much going on here that their love story. If you wanted to throw in a couple of like lingering B plots about like mystery of the father's murder, you had a whole book here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's very true. Um, okay. But so he was like madly in love with Kitty through these letters. Yes. So he shows back up, not only thinking like she's got money and she's cool, but that like she's so witty and yeah. insightful. And he figures it out pretty quickly. He does. Which so th- there was th- there were aspects that I really liked. Like I really liked that he was open about needing money. I really liked that he figured out very quickly who the actual author was of these of these. So these big misunderstandings were avoided in a very organic way. I'm glad I there wasn't really that. family angst. Oh yeah. I liked that. So there were things that I really liked. I Trope, think, big happy family. Yes. I think that the biggest thing about this book is that there was so much plot. Didn't we say that about Greycourt and B's book too? We did. That like even with the full novel, we were like, oh my God, cut some of yeah. the fat because well, there's just so much. And part of that book was that it was really short too. Yeah. Shorter. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Sabrina Jeffries these days. It's not like I think it's outright terrible. It's that I think she needs an editor. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the thing. She's so popular that she's not being edited. It's the same thing happened with J.K. Rowling. Let's oh, be my. honest. And let's not talk about her right now. Okay. We're because, okay. like, I have, a, <laughs> I have several rants. We're done. Okay. Um, offensiveness. Let's talk about it. So Mallet was a nasty guy. He was um, cashiered out of the army. But why? This was so weird. So, like, brother and Haywood had made can you tell i can't remember the brother's name (laughs) brother and haywood had like made friends with a local girl who was like a little sister to them she was like super young valeria and then valeria so she was a teenage orphan virgin and she was seduced seduced by mallet and then she went into a decline and died now i have to be honest i'm glad that it was a decline and death and not she was raped to death or got pregnant and died in childbirth. and Because I was afraid she was going to go there. I was too. But at the same time, I am still offended by the whole she went into a decline and died. And this is one of those moments where I want to get on my high horse about the violence against women in novels. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, he didn't necessarily abuse or rape her because it sounds like she was consenting but then just, like, abandoned. But yeah. she was an unconsenting child. Right. Because this served the purpose, but not at all. No, not at like, all. There could have been a thousand things to make him a bad dude. So many things. Having it be he violated an innocent is like the easiest, laziest writing. It really is. And in a book that's already this convoluted, why couldn't he have like murdered a captain? Yeah. 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 And then Or or, uh, been looted a town or something like that, you know? Right. Which... Or been stealing yeah. from the stealing military. From a di- for stealing from a different, embezzling. Or, yeah. yeah. They're like, there's a thousand ways to be a bad or guy. Or treason. Randomly murdering or, like, causing suicide in or causing this 15-year-old to waste away. Like, I didn't need it. Yeah, exactly. And also, why did she have to die? Like, the fact that he seduced her was enough. Like, sedu- seduction and then abandonment is enough. Like, maybe they could have found a place for her to go afterwards, but... Why does being abandoned by a man make you die? That's you also know? a question. Uh, that like, was the most offensive part of the book. Like, for sure, so offensive. We already talked about Kitty being stupid, which was also offensive. And I also would argue that their last fight was pretty stupid. Oh, it was Oh, it was so stupid. Let's not spoil it, because this book wasn't, like, horrible. Okay. 
this was a novella mm-hmm. that should have just been really adorable. Yeah. Like, Snow Wind Trapped, sorry I had to kidnap you, but I'm yes. being honest about why. Let's go to my adorable little house and, like, write about my, on my sleigh and set up a tawny bomb and, like, be adorable. Yeah. So, like, the fact that there are distinctly three really angsty plot points, if you include Kitty's Roldom, Valeria was something to death, mm-hmm. and their, like, lack of communication skills, I was like, I'm sorry, this is 100 pages long, and, like, half of them are angst, and I just can't. Yeah, it was it was a lot of angst for what should have been cute. And then I think that also was part of the issue with the song lyrics, is that they were all kind of cutesy in right. this and the, kind of angsty, serious book. The tone of this never really landed anywhere. No. Yeah. It was tough. Sexiness. Okay. It was definitely the sexiest of the three stories in this book. First of all, here's what I'll give them. One, the couple was hot for each other, mm-hmm. and their, like, repertoire was well-established. Like, they were into each other through their letters, and the second he figures out that it was really hard, you're like, okay, cool. We have a we have a foundation of a relationship here. Yes. You're never thinking, like, as opposed to the last one we discussed, ooh, gross, why are they into each other? Mm-hmm. Like. He didn't violate her family. She didn't violate his family. Mm-hmm. Like, they're good to be into it. But their families are close. Their right. families are close. He knows her through the letters. And they each think the other one is hot. Correct. But, yes, they're not being totally upfront and honest with each other in the sense that he hasn't yet told her he wanted to marry Kitty for her money. And she hasn't yet told him she has money. Yeah. But, you're like, this is an easily resolvable conflict. So if the whole thing was just played for cute... Like, I have no objection to the two of them together. Yeah. So when they do hook up, it's hot. Yeah, yeah. So he takes her. This is where the old mm-hmm. ancestral pile comes in. Because mm-hmm. basically he wants to take her there to explain why he can't marry her. Because he's like, I want to marry Kitty for her money. Obviously, I cannot marry Kitty. And she's like, why? Because Kitty's dumb? And he's like, no, because I can't marry someone and be this close to you all the time. Yeah, Because I just want to fuck you. Yeah, because I love you so much. But I just wanted to show you like this. To understand why I'm picking money over exactly. you. Exactly. But of course, when they go in there, they're all alone in a house. And he was like, if I could, this is what I would do to you. So this is, I think, one of our favorite sex, uh-huh. sexy scenes uh-huh. is when you just talk through it, you know? <laughs> He's got her pinned to a, like, falling down stairwell in a formally grand foyer. Yeah. And he's just like, if I could take your clothes off, this is how I do it. It's like the sexy version of that OJ biography that never got released. <laughs> if I did it. This is how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've seen this in a couple of Sarah McLean books. Yeah. I'm, I And I will say I don't hate it. Sign me up. Yeah. So that's that a good one. Um, they do finally hook up. But, so this is, and the sex itself wasn't bad, but why they hooked up, where they hooked up? Yeah, no, the where was questionable. So they're in his brother's house where... They each have their own room. They Well, and she's staying in another brother's room. But he has his own room. Yeah. And Kitty's run away to do Kitty stuff. Yeah. And they go into Kitty's room? To, like, mourn Kitty. And then they end up doing it on Kitty's bed? But at least they do it in the text. Yeah. Literally, like, my new, like, actual consideration for these novellas is do they do it on the page? Do they do it on the it. page? Do they it. do it? It. It. Well, it, the deed, was done. In text. In text. On Kitty's bed. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Of course, the sex does end in a fight, which I think we just established with romancing Mr. Bridgerton that if, if you have to fight and with, that's related to sex in some way, you should end the fight with the sex, not start the fight with the sex. Especially when the fight is literally over nothing. Oh my god, it's the most ridiculous, most ridiculous fight ever. Um, this gets four out of five candy canes, though. It's very Christmassy. Uh, there and it are... would get five out of five if not for the dumbass song lyrics. I know, but the thing is... I, actually, it does get five out of five. I was going to say... Its flaws were in other ways, but this is about as Christmassy as you can get. I was going to say, you have to... You have five to, out of five. I was going to say, you cannot deduct a candy cane. That's true. Five out of five. Lyrics. Five out of five. <laughs> well, we hope you're enjoying the 12 podcasts of Christmas. Thank you so much for listening.